As I've mentioned before on this show, out of all the people that I've interviewed, my personal favorite was Jim Williams. I would even go so far as to say that if I were to drive cross-country with anybody that I had interviewed, it would most certainly be with Jim Williams. This was a man with absolutely no vices, who seemed to go out of his way to be accommodating and to be generous. He was very modest in nature, and every single time I used to call him, sometimes just to shoot the breeze, he always made sure to ask how I was, how my health was, how my family was. He was just an all-around wonderful guy. Earlier on the show, I made a comment about a story that I remember hearing where he got into an altercation with uh, Dempsey Barron. And Dempsey Barron was basically trying to rough up Bob Graham to intimidate him. And Jim Williams was right nearby, and when Dempsey Barron began to turn his attention towards Jim Williams, he made it very clear that if he was going to talk that way and threaten him, that he and the Senate president were going to go outside. He was the kind of person who once when he was pulled over during his first session as a state senator by a highway patrolman, he didn't do what some people would assume would be the case, and and that is to say, do you know who I am? I'm State Senator Jim Williams. He just took the ticket. Later on, when the captain of the patrolman found out about it, he actually tried to fire the patrolman for interrupting Jim Williams's travel to the state capitol. And it would turn out to be Jim Williams who would call and speak up for the, the person that had written him a ticket and make sure that he was not fired. This was the kind of man who, when... Ruben Askew decided that he was not going to have Adams serve as his um, lieutenant governor when he was running for re-election, called up Jim Williams to discuss the possibility of him joining the ticket. And Jim Williams was in the middle of uh, getting ready to, I, I think he was fishing or something like that, but he was. Uh, it was in the middle of the night and he really didn't want to go and drive about an hour and see Ruben Askew. And so he was like, I, you know, do I got to do it? And Ruben was like, well, you know, it's very important. I really want to talk to you. And, and this was the time when every single state senator, every single uh, representative in the legislature wanted to get this phone call from Ruben Askew. Bob Graham went out of his way to do everything he could to get on the ticket with Ruben Askew. And here was Ruben Askew slyly asking to meet with him. And it could really only mean one or two things. And Jim Williams was like, ah, do I? You know, it's getting late. And so the agreement was was that Jim Williams um, could meet with the governor, but he didn't have to get dressed up. So he basically showed up, you know, in in short sleeves and jeans and sat down with the governor and the governor pitched the idea of running um, with him as his running mate. And it was a post that he adored 
for three years and four years and worked uh, very tirelessly as um, a cabinet secretary level position dealing with the administration and the budget. And as an, a matter of fact, there was at the time a lot of infighting within the ASCU administration, within his staff and, and high-ranking officials. And Jim Williams went out of his way to not be involved with it, even so far as to actually spend most of his working life while being lieutenant governor outside of his lieutenant governor office and at the um, budget office, which was a, a little bit away. So you have somebody that is willing to quite quite comfortably, in fact, um, take away some of the largesse and some of the, the trinkets of office and effectively stay above the fray because he wants to just work and he doesn't want to get bogged down by other people's garbage. When he was actually running for state senate, he was at a, a, a barbecue cookout, which was um, very, very typical. It was a mainstay if you were running for office uh, in the South today as as it is now. Uh, you, you're going to go to a lot of farms, you're going to go to a lot of fairs, a lot of cookouts, things like that. And he was there, and so was um, uh, Claude Kirk, who was the governor, uh, Republican governor of the state. And Claude Kirk said, you know, you're, I, I really like you, you're a great guy, but we're going to have to kick your ass. And Jim Williams said, yeah, well, I know you're going to try, but uh, I don't think you will. And uh, Jim Williams always loved to say that... Uh, he didn't because he, I won re I won election to the the state senate when he was running in 1978 for the governorship in his own right. Uh, Reuben Askew famously told him that uh, he had alienated so many people across the state for doing what he thought was right and taking on so many controversial decisions that he couldn't bring to Jim Williams his friends. The only thing he could bring him was his enemies, which was something that uh, uh, Leroy Collins said earlier when um, the 1960 election was going on and he was uh, not allowed to run, and there was a particular candidate who was liberal in nature that he was supporting. And even though he put on a, a, a you know, valiant effort, he was never really a show horse. And that coupled with the um, effective gimmick nature of Bob Graham's work days, it, he finished pretty weak in terms of the primary and, and didn't even uh, make it to the runoff, which was um, kind of rare for a lieutenant governor. But again, it sort of um, highlights the tendency of Florida voters to not reward, for one reason or another, those that are leaving the governorship or lieutenant governorship with higher positions. Once he was leaving office, he met with uh, aides of Jimmy Carter, and he was actually uh, selected to be Deputy Secretary of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. 
it was a role that required Senate confirmation. But in his words, um, it was without question the best two and a half years of his political life. He says that he was so glad that he lost the governorship because it meant that he could work for the Carter administration. He had his own secretary. He had a a beautiful office in the um, Eisenhower building. He had his own driver. He went to, he said, some of the most engaging and interesting seminars and meetings that he had ever attended. And it was just a, a wonderful blessing in disguise. And as fate would have it, um, he would work very closely with uh, his former boss, Ruben Askew, who would also join the Carter administration as U.S. trade represent- representative. And you can see during the 1980 and 79 State of the Union speeches where Jimmy Carter comes and speaks to a, a full uh, chamber that uh, Ruben Askew and Jim Williams are actually sitting right next to each other and um, they they formed a very very good friendship and later in life when Ruben Askew was um, working as a very distinguished professor at FSU he tried to remain aloof when it came to partisan politics in particular the uh, race between Charlie Crist and Rick Scott that took place in 2014 and Jim Williams always used to kid that he would try to go out of his way to sort of prod Ruben Askew to use the largesse of his legacy um, in support of Democratic candidates, which Ruben Askew never did. The last thing that I want to mention about him is the fact that um, I, I only met him in person once. And that was at the uh, Historic Capitol Museum. He had come to an author event. He took part of it in a a panel on the Florida governors, which was um, connected to my book, Florida Governors Lasting Legacies. And he was so gracious and so wonderful. And unfortunately, I did not have my own personal copy for him to sign, which is something that I've, I've deeply regretted ever since. But he called me his friend, and that was a wonderful honor, and it, it touched me very deeply. Just recently, um, I lost another friend of mine in the form of Ralph Turlington, who just passed away um, at 100 years old. And uh, both men, I think more than anybody I had ever talked to about this era in uh, Florida history, with the sole exception of my grandfather, I cared more deeply and admired and, and I would even say to some small extent loved. And I miss them both very, very much. In particular, I miss being able to call Jim Williams. And it was, without question, one of the great professional honors of my life to be able to say that Jim Williams was my friend. Thank you.